0: It's time to talk West Virginia basketball. Coming from the Stone Church Studio in St. Albans, West Virginia, this is the Full Court
1: Press. It's time for another edition of Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Anthony Lewis and Derek Bailey inside of the Stone Church Studio on a snowy day. The sun's uh, peeking out. How you guys doing? Cold. Freezing.
2: That's a, it's better in here than it is out there, that's for sure. I hate <laughs> this cold weather stuff. Get it out of here.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the cold, so... Bring on baseball season.
2: Just bring on March. Yeah,
0: March.
1: March March. works. March works. We got something to cheer about today. WVU with a big 76-73 win over number 25 Texas. And just to see the smiles on the players' faces – Uh, during a tumultuous season it felt good
2: yeah you know you you knew they would pull an upset at home eventually I didn't think it would be against Texas but they did it and congratulations to the team congratulations to Josh Eilert that's a good win for him you know it, it maybe that'll take some pressure off maybe they'll quit pressing and you know learn that you know you look at the stats looks like they had what four or five guys there in double figures led by Sumnick who you know played very well again would like to see him make some more free throws. Miss fourteen foul shots. Can't continue to do that. But hey, it doesn't matter. A ugly win is still a win, and I'll take it.
0: Yeah, at this point in the season, you know, one of the things that we talked about a few weeks ago on the show was the fact that we were just hoping this team could find a win to hang their hat on. And this and this wasn't really the ones I was looking at. I was hoping maybe Houston or even Kansas, which they have an opportunity to do, but to take to take a <laughs> take the opportunity to beat Texas on their way to the SEC is really nice. And, you know, and I think this win will give this team a little bit of confidence moving forward. You've got a tough road to hoe in the next few weeks or the next few games. and then. But I think this is a a good confidence builder. This team's been really close against Virginia and then some of the games they've lost. There's been a St. John's. um, There's been tons of opportunity, and this is one of the opportunities I thought that they had, and uh, I was glad to see that they got it. Derek hit on
1: it there, Pat Sumnick continues to play well, 16 points, six rebounds, and, and he, his presence was felt yesterday by the Longhorns. Uh, here's what he had to say post-game.
3: Coming in with that same mentality, just trying to kill and make the most out of every opportunity, um, didn't really feel any different, but I got to take advantage of him today.
1: He did kill on Saturday. Uh, two really nice highlight dunks going baseline and throwing it down. Uh, let's see the consistency. Let's see it continue.
2: The the, the first one I felt like kind of gave West Virginia a spark. It was early in the Absolutely. game, and they looked they were struggling out of the gate. And that first one I felt like sparked West Virginia and kind of got them going a little bit. Um, and, you know, this is a kid that you know, we've been – well, I mean, I've been hard on. It didn't look like last year. It didn't look like he was going to be anything at all. But he's shown some improvement, and that's what you look for. So hopefully he's one of those guys that hangs around the program and continues to get better because what we've seen the last two or three games, three or four games even, out of him, he's played extremely well, and he's arguably been West Virginia's best player even with battle and crease out there. You know, if he can continue to improve, you might t- be talking about a really good player by the time he's in his late in his junior senior season and into his senior season.
0: I asked Coach Huggins about him after we stopped uh, the show last week, and I asked him, and he had alluded to, and we'll get into it with Coach, but and I ask him about it again, but he alluded to this was this was a Larry Harrison guy. This is somebody Larry wanted to bring in. And he thought that he was skilled at rebounding and putting the ball back into the basket and playing defense. Now, we have to stop getting away from expecting too much when kids show up on campus. This kid is in year three, and he's developed. And now he's starting to put the pieces together. And, you know, he he led the way yesterday with, what, 16 points?
2: Yeah, just, did you have that on, on your bingo card yesterday? Work
0: work on the foul shooting though. He's only six of twelve from the foul line. You got to work on that. Well, if he can continue to just get rebounds and put them back yep. in, I'll I'll let the foul
2: shooting he's, slide. He's very active out there. That that helps him a lot. He's got. A, seems like he's got a high motor. Plays hard.
0: So it'll. I'll be curious to see if, how he'll mesh when Jesse Edwards comes back because this will give you two guys in the in, underneath that can rebound the basketball for you and get you some putbacks. So we'll see that probably in the next week or two, and that that could be the piece that we were missing the entire season. You know, usually early in your season, you're trying to move pieces around to see what's going to flow. He could be the piece that brings this team together. It did struggle
1: from the line. West Virginia missed 14, but you, you took 41. Yeah. So you, you'll take that. And then, you know, good adjustments defensively too, forcing 22 turnovers. And listening to Coach Eilert talk post game. they packed it in more, and it was more about ball pressure. And maybe he's settling into the role too. Yeah. Uh,
2: the, yeah, they, they did a great job, I thought, that, and when they cut down on their own turnovers. Because early in the game, I felt like uh, the, even the announcer made a comment. There was like seven field goals made to 12 turnovers or something. So both teams looked like they were sluggish out of the gate. And credit to West Virginia because they adjusted. It ended up with, I think, about 16 turnovers. But Texas had 21. And I know West Virginia, even early in the game, it felt like they had 10 turnovers in the first 10 or 12 minutes. So they cut down on their turnovers, and Texas kept turning it over. It was a great job by the staff. I mean, like I said, congratulations to the whole team because they deserved this win. They played hard. I don't care how ugly it was. Any win is a good win when you're in conference play.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, you talked about the turnovers. West Virginia finished today with 16. But some of the other numbers I'd like to look at, just looking, glancing real quick, just – Um, In the paint, West Virginia gave up 28 points, which sounds like, oh, man, it's still kind of, you know, you want to make them earn it. But West Virginia had been giving up like 35 and 40 points, I think even 45 points one game in the paint. So they were actually they were able to pack the defense in, like you mentioned, and make them earn it from the outside. You know, and so that that was a little bit of an improvement. And I think that's probably the one aspect that gave West Virginia the uh, opportunity to uh, win this game. And then the forty-one foul shots, which, hey, you know, I've seen that the other way. I'll take that, but you've got to be better from the line.
1: Famous Asmus is an absolute stud. Thirty-two points for him—the lone bright spot for the Longhorns, uh, who leave Morgantown for the final time. They're going to the SEC. Don't come back without asking.
2: Good riddance. But that kid—that kid that you're referring to—if I know a lot of people probably like, who is this kid? I don't know how much people follow college basketball. He was the he was on 15 seated Oral Roberts yep. that that went to the Sweet 16 and nearly made it to the Elite Eight. They lost to Arkansas, and that kid is fantastic. He hit I think he had about thirty 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 five points last night. He's a pretty good player.
0: Thirty two, finished seven to thirteen from three. He's was a good player. Yeah. So, But but that's what you give up when you pack in your defense. Yep. So you make him beat you from the three, which he tried to.
1: It was good energy in the Coliseum. A lot of empty seats, but down the stretch, the chance SEC, SEC started to break out. So you Almost know. a little too early.
2: Just means more.
1: Eh, whatever. <laughs> y- you hooked the horns. We'll take it back on Full Court Press after this.
0: Text your questions and comments for Coach Huggins to 304-909-7040. Again, that's 304-909-7040.
4: West Virginia's top high school basketball talent will come together February the 5th through the 8th on the campus of West Virginia State University as Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout. The shootout has been extended to four full days this year see the top boys and girls teams in the state battle it out. 32 games in all. The first games tip off at 9.30 each morning. Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout on the campus of West Virginia State University February 5th through the 8th. For a complete list of games, visit Parmar Stores on Facebook and X. If there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be sin. Have you been injured at no fault of your own? The Master's Law Firm is on your side and here to help you in your time of need. With decades of experience, we've successfully helped clients recover hundreds of millions of dollars in compensation. Our team understands the toll that injuries take on victims and their families, offering both legal expertise and unwavering support. Visit our website at themasterslawfirm.com or call us today at 304 304- 304 three four two three one oh six for a free consultation your journey to recovery starts with us
0: hi welcome to huntington
4: hi
2: i'm calling about the asterisk free checking from your commercial how long does the free trial run before fees start oh our asterisk free checking is always free to open and never requires a minimum balance really never like never ever yep never ever
1: that's actually fantastic thanks thank
3: you for banking with huntington Learn more at Huntington.com slash checking. Welcome Welcome back
1: to the Full Court Press. And we're back on Full Court Press. Michael Sussman here with Anthony Lewis and Derek Bailey talking mountaineer hoops. Uh, The for real Big 12 gauntlet starts this week. You go to Norman, Oklahoma, take on the Sooners on Wednesday. You come back home Saturday to face the Jayhawks. Uh, how do we build off the Texas victory when things really start to heat up?
2: Yeah, this is going to be a tough week. I mean, you, you got to turn around after the victory and you, you go to Oklahoma, who's coming in off a loss to Kansas, which is going to be a little bit angry. They're a they're really a top ten team in my opinion. I think they're about thirteen and three now. Really good basketball team you're facing. They're well-coached. They're going to be disciplined. It's Porter Moser. You guys are familiar with him with the uh, Lawless Chicago run. He's going to run that shot clock down, and they're going to get a good look with five seconds. So West Virginia's going to have to play their absolute best on defense, and they're going to have to stay focused for an entire shot clock. It'll be an interesting
0: challenge for WVU. Hopefully you don't have a letdown
2: after the Texas game.
0: Even historically, when West Virginia's had the better team, they've gone the Norman and struggled. So I don't know really what to expect. I, I do expect them to put up a good game just due to the fact that this they were on the cusp of getting beat down and to the point where they could have just put quit. their heads down and quit. So this win over Texas maybe breathes some new life into the program, and they can go down to Norman. And, it's again, it's one of those things where I've seen better West Virginia teams go down there and lose, so you never know. This is – not the greatest West Virginia team. They may go down there and put it together and pull out a victory. You never know. You, you never know. That's why they but, play um, the games. It's it's tough for West Virginia. They've not
1: historically done well in Norman. Oklahoma's in bounce-back mode. They're on a two-game skid, lost uh, to Kansas, like you just mentioned, then 78-66 at the hands of TCU uh, previously. And they have bad luck in Fog Allen. Haven't won since 1993 there. So it was just more of the same for them. A uh, couple of scoring threats. Javian McCollum averaging 15 points per contest. Otega Oa averaging 14 points per game. Uh, is WVU ready to, to mesh the ingredients and take this show on the road? There's been a lot of movement, but, but maybe yesterday a confidence builder.
2: I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that they're going to go into Oklahoma and win the game. I do think they'll go into Oklahoma and play well. But any time you play on the road, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's a difficult game, especially in the Big 12. Oklahoma is going to bring a, a different attitude with this game. I mean, coming in on back-to-back losses, that's tough to ask for a team that's just, you know, still finding its way, so to speak, to go in and win the game. I do think West Virginia will play well. I just don't know if they'll have enough to beat Oklahoma. I, I hope they do. It would be a, that would be another great win. And I mean, even if you can salvage just a 500 season at this point, it would be a winning season and maybe make the NIT. That would be a phenomenal season at this point.
0: I mean, look, I mean, we know what it is to go on the road in this league. Look across the league, and teams do not fare well on the road. I mean, I think even in the last four seasons, West Virginia has like four or five road victories. So, um, it, you know, this is just one of those things where they're going to have to go down, take their swings, and see what happens, then come back and get ready for Kansas. Then
1: on Saturday, those Jayhawks come to town. Uh, the big news, you're wearing a Michigan sweatshirt, Hunter Dickinson, in the off season. Um, he, he might have been the transfer of the year and he's lived up to every bit of the hype uh, without Edwards that's going to be tough tough sledding down low yeah he, he's a seven
2: footer and he's really skilled but I'll, th- I'll go ahead and tell the fans right now you're going to dislike this guy he just rubs <laughs> people the wrong way out there he re- no he really does you will dislike him and I mean that's kind of what he does though he, he tries to get in your head a little bit sometimes it's successful sometimes it's not however having said that I think this is a game that West Virginia can actually win I'm, I'm not sure how great Kansas is they lost to Central Florida on the road they're struggling to win home games this year when's the last time Kansas really struggled to win home games Especially with I, I, I the mean, referees in their hip hop. Yeah, I don't look for I don't look for West Virginia to beat Kansas. Like I'm not saying they're going to do it, but this is a game where I, I think West Virginia's chances are better than people are going to expect in this ball game. Now it's going to be a tall task, obviously, because you don't have anybody that can match up with Dickinson. But the key to me is to control their point guard. If you can control their point guard, you can
1: beat Kansas. Kansas has really lacked depth this year. Almost all their scoring uh, comes from their top four guys: DeWan Harris, averaging seven assists per game; KJ Adams, Kevin McCuller, and of course Dickinson. Is this a game where maybe you, you can you can wear them out, you can grind them down against Central Florida? Bill Self didn't like how they handled the ball pressure, um, and maybe you can you can will yourself to victory on Saturday. You know,
0: the, the, I've not seen anything defensively from West Virginia. That, that leads me to believe that the, the ball press is going to really They're challenge them. We, we don't have a press or even like a 1-3-1 one, one to even try that.
1: You're on Full Court Press. If you've got any thoughts, hit us up on the text line. That's 304-740, 304-909-7040. And we're back talking more Mountaineer basketball after this.
4: In an ever-changing world, one thing you can always count on is Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Hurricane. You know, Gene and Ryan built their business the old-fashioned way by making friends. There are no gimmicks or games at Walker, just honest, fair deals, and their method is so straightforward it may shock you. Friendly service and a huge selection of inventory with more arriving daily. When you're ready for your next vehicle, take the short 20-minute drive from Charleston or Huntington to Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Just off the Hurricane exit of I-64, Walker Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, making friends one deal at a time.
1: Tired of manually updating your online payment information every time your card is lost, stolen, or expired? Let CardSwap from Summit Community Bank take care of it for you. CardSwap lets you update your payment information for multiple merchants and subscriptions all in one place. Simply add your Summit debit or credit card to CardSwap and we'll update your payment information automatically. Convenience when you need it most. That's service beyond expectations. Sign up for CardSwap today through Summit Community Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back
3: to the Full Court Press.
1: And we are back on full court press. Coach Bob Huggins joins us via phone today. Uh, Coach, uh, you just got back from the Willie Acres Classic down there in Logan. Watched some high school basketball. Uh, how was it? Did you see any good hoops?
3: Uh, they played hard. Yeah, it was it was pretty good games. Yeah, Sat there with Willie, it was good. And Justin Darby had a like a little portable TV thing, and uh, we watched the second half of the uh, West Virginia game.
1: Mm, hey, got a big win.
3: Yeah, we were sitting up on the stage. He had it sitting on the chair, and we were watching that and watching, you know, back and forth, watching the game. And... Yeah, That's Coach Huggs of the Mountaineers
1: here with us. So uh, I want to take a little side route here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, all-pro Kansas Chiefs tight end. Recently on his podcast, the New Heights Podcast, with his brother Jason Talked about his recruitment to play football for the Bearcats, uh, but it turns out he actually had his eyes on your program at West Virginia. Uh, here is Travis Kelsey.
4: West Virginia was where I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to play for uh, Coach Bob Huggins, Huggins, the legendary Huggy, Huggy Bear man, the Cincinnati Bearcat legend.
3: And they came on and offered late.
4: He had just moved
0: there from Kansas State. Either way, I fell in love with how Coach Huggins ran his program. Well,
3: Travis played for a very... Very good friend of mine, Barry Egan, uh, and you know Barry was Barry was saying he's he's a heck of a basketball player, but he's his future's probably in football. And uh, Travis came down to, we were we actually had a camp going on uh, at the rec center. Travis was there, and, and we talked for we talked for a while, and he's got bored and went over. And, jumped up put it under the basket jumped up and dunked it back over his head uh, yeah that's pretty good <laughs> um,
1: that's not too bad where would he have fit in out there on the floor what would his role have been
3: well I you know I was trying to explain to him that you know his future is, is probably in football it's not in that. he was he's what 6'4 6'5 um He's not six eleven. He was six eleven. He played, played but um as a center, but not not being six four or five, whatever it is that he is. And I'm I'm trying to talk to him and I I'm I'm telling him, Listen, we can do it we can do it this way. We can get you, we can get you on the football team. I'd love to have you. Uh,
1: yeah, that could have been football. dangerous, yeah, from a football standpoint. Could you imagine that, Travis Kelsey with with a rich well, ride back then?
2: Well, I mean, some of those guys, you know, Gates found success in football after basketball from Kent State. So, you know, some of those guys are just that good an athlete. You know, it's easy, too, just to just find a billionaire wife or a girlfriend eventually. That's probably the most success he's ever had. <laughs> but good for Travis Kelsey.
1: That would have been my route. Can't uh, can't complain about that. If Hypothetical scenario, I mean, I don't know if – college basketball role player would have gotten him the same stardom as the nfl but i don't you think morgantown could handle taylor swift no (laughs) (laughs) probably i don't think she was involved at that point in time (laughs) (laughs) Um, coach uh, nick saban recently retired kind of surprised all of us Uh, of course uh, an honorary or uh, a really important west virginian Uh, how well do you know coach saban and, and just what were your thoughts on the news
3: I, well, I was surprised. I think, like everybody else, I didn't, I didn't think that he was he was going to retire here. But uh, no, I know I've i known Nick uh, not extremely well, but, but I know Nick. I, I said uh, Rod, Dan, Neil, and all the guys that uh, that were here. No, I, Nick's a good guy. I mean, he's a really good guy. Great family. Yeah. Never in a gas station. Just good people.
0: Yeah, there's, you know, it's hard to believe when you think about the lineage of coaches that have came out of Marion County. I mean, there's been a long list of, of, of guys from just in that little area. I wonder what was in the water down there. I don't know, but I think
3: my dad should have moved me up there <laughs> uh, because those guys have come out of there are just have done fantastic jobs. It's absolutely fantastic jobs. Well, I mean, my dad, being a Morgantown guy, want to keep me
0: here in Morgantown. Well, I mean, I think you're you're selling yourself a little short. There's a thing called the Naismith Hall of Fame that your name is currently sitting in, so. I've been
3: blessed.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. As we'll go to the text line, full court press text line here. Uh, got a pretty good one today, Coach. Uh, who is the most clutch player you've ever coached? Mm-hmm.
3: I would say that Deshaun Butler is, is right up there. Uh, Cartier Martin. I uh, had a K-State, was really a, a, a good player when when you needed baskets. Uh, he went on and played in the K for a very good while. Uh, I mean, Kenyon Martin just didn't let anybody score. <laughs> uh, that's pretty clutch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, when you can just kind of uh, take care of the lane and Block everything anybody wants to shoot, be it a center or a, a point guard, blocked it all. So, I've been blessed. I've I've had I've had great play.
0: I would say, what probably puts Deshaun, You you, you mentioned him first, but when I think about clutch, I think about him driving the lane against um, was it Georgetown in the Big East final. Yeah. And and, and and taking it and taking it in. The and there bank, was some
2: big 3s too. The, the bank shot always gets me. When I think about Butler's clutch shot, the bank shot against Cincinnati,
0: I believe it was in the in the, the same big before. East tournament. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the night before. So he 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 sealed the deal for you twice in New York. He did
3: more than that. And he, <laughs> he uh he, he he made a lot of clutch shots for um uh, really the 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 whole time that that he played for me. Sure, he made some for those be lines. Well, where I got. It.
1: Mm-hmm. When did you know he was a guy you could trust with the game on the line?
3: When he made his first few. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, when I my my first year we had Joe Alexander. Well, it was kind of we. Joe didn't like it much, but I'd you know do some do some stuff to get Joe down on the block. It was really hard for
1: anybody to target. That's Coach Hugs on Full Court Press. Hit us up on the text line at 909 7040. We're up against the clock here. Back after this.
0: The Full Court Press will be back after these words from our sponsors.
3: Little General Stores has served our hometowns for decades, providing those essential needs for the road of life. The LG family goes above and beyond to ensure that your experience is an easy one. That's why they offer the LG Rewards Card, a way to earn points for free drinks, coffee, and even discounts on fuel. Rest assured, you'll leave knowing they have your needs covered. Oh, and by the way, tell them Hug sent you. Little General Stores, your road's neighbor.
1: Ball Automotive Group is here for all your automotive needs. We have three locations with over 300 new vehicles available and a great selection of pre-owned vehicles in stock. Ball Automotive has been an integral part of our community,
4: which we have proudly served for over 20 years. With over 1,300 online reviews, you'll see why our customers keep coming back. To see what Advantage Toyota of Barbersville, Ball Toyota of Charleston, and LS s Toyota of Beckley have to offer, visit us online at
1: ballautomotivegroup.com.
4: The relationship between a lawyer and a client is based on trust. You have to make certain that the lawyer you hire has your best interests at heart. This is attorney Ben Salango. Just like the Mountaineers are fighting hard on the field, the Solango Law Firm will fight hard to win your case. Whether it's medical malpractice, automobile or trucking accidents, hiring an experienced lawyer will make a difference in the outcome of your case. When you hire my law firm, you get results, not excuses. Check us out at Solangolaw.com.
3: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. And
1: we are back on Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins. Uh, Guys, back in 1992, a good little collection of talent met on the floor in the Final Four. (laughs) Coaches Cincinnati team with Herb Jones, Nick Van Exel, and company against the Michigan Fab Five. Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Jawan Howard, and that was really something. I'm going to go to the Michigan fan first, actually, for the fan perspective. What do you remember? I
2: mean, I, I can remember – Michigan actually trailed this game at halftime, and I can remember Nick Van Exel was a stud, obviously. He played in the NBA for years and years and years. I, th- I believe he led Cincinnati in scoring that game. But kind of in the second half, it felt like Michigan just kind of – I don't, I don't want to use the word overwhelmed, but they, they beat Cincinnati up front like on the glass. It felt like they out-rebounded Cincinnati by about 15, 20 rebounds in that game, and they just – it was a little too much of a talent-wise for Michigan because they had – three or four great NBA players on that team. And Chris Weber, who had came in, was an unbelievable college player just for the two short years, and he was just a little too much for Cincinnati. And Corey, it's not like Corey Blunt and Eric Martin were slouches for Cincinnati. They yeah. were really good players. So, I mean, yeah. it was a fantastic ball game, ended by about four points, and it was a game that could have easily went either way.
0: Well, even when we were talking before Coach got on with this, I always look at the Final Four now, and you'll you'll see matchups that you think are going to be good, and they're more like welterweight or even like flyweight type matches. This Michigan in Cincinnati in this game, this was like Tyson Holyfield. That's a heavyweight. bout. This was a heavyweight yeah. bout.
3: Yep. Hey,
0: Coach, what was it like we, getting ready for that?
3: We're sitting there watching Duke and in Indiana, uh, thinking we're going to play the winner of that game. It was, that game was, well, it started out, uh, we came out of the locker room, Michigan came out of the locker room talking a bunch of stuff and uh, didn't really, I don't think, understand who they were dealing with. <laughs> so our guys uh, pretty much kind of scared them back into the locker room.
0: So there was a, some pregame. We,
3: we had a heck of a team.
2: They, they were a little overconfident as freshmen. They were. They would always do that, and it finally caught up to him against Duke. They got lucky against they got lucky against Ohio State in the Elite Eight and beat them in overtime, and then were lucky against Cincinnati to get to the championship game. Uh, I do recall, you know, they like Jalen Rose like to talk a lot of trash out there, and I'm sure he had some things to say before the game even started to Cincinnati, which you know you, you you may not know any better, but you better know better when Nick Van Exel's on that other side. You're <laughs> you better back it up.
0: How how did that play out for them, Coach? Well, if he had, if I had got
3: roasted as bad as he got roasted, I would never volunteer to guard Nick Van Axel.
2: J- Jalen
3: was Nick just took him apart.
2: And Rose was only about he he he. It felt like he only scored ten or twelve points, but he shot very poorly in that ball game. Jimmy King kind of hit a couple threes for Michigan, I can recall, and and Weber kind of won that game for them. You know, Rose and Howard were just okay in the game but I do recall Van Exel. Van Exel had oh, he had over 20, I know that. Yeah, 21.
3: No, well, you need to watch the game again. Cuz the the guy who made the shot was a guy who didn't play very much.
2: Jake Voskel
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Jake Voskell hit a three. I mean, I, but I mean overall, like I felt like King King hit three or four threes. He only shot about. It, it felt like he was three or four, three or five. But I do recall Voskell hit the Voskell did hit a big three down the stretch in that game that put Michigan over the top. And uh,
0: that, was the, that was the game winner. Yeah. Did he check in? Without a doubt. Did he check in off uh, off the bench? He 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 played
2: sparingly for. Well, I mean, he didn't, I don't want to say sparingly. He played a good bit during the season, but he came in strictly. He was a good shooter. He was there to shoot the ball, and they had a backup center that was even drafted. His name was Riley. He was a seven footer. I don't think he played very much against Cincinnati, but he was drafted as well. They had a really good team. I mean, Cincinnati was really good. Like like you said, it was a heavyweight bout. That was two great teams, and then on the other side, he said Indiana and Duke. That was another heavyweight bout. I mean, those were great teams.
3: Well, Eric Riley was a uh, Cleveland guy, including St. Joe's, that, and he went to Michigan and was set behind Tarpley and Ralford and Wade and that whole crew.
1: One player you've spoken really highly of that was in double figures in that game was Herb Jones, um, a 17.7 board a game kind of guy. Um, how special of a player and a person was he?
3: Incredibly special. So he was only six four. He played with his head on the rim. Uh, could shoot it from the perimeter. Could drive it. Was a great rebounder for a six four guy. Actually, actually, what happened? We're in the huddle and I'm telling everybody who to guard. You know, I'm saying you know to Corey Blunt, I'm saying you got You got Weber and you know, right down the line, Anthony Buford, you've got this guy. Nick, you've got this guy. And I and I told Herb and Herb was Herb was really he was really excited. And I'm I'm trying to get him kind of calmed down and and I said, Herb, you got the white guy. (laughs) There's only one out there. You guard him. And Herb went out and didn't guard him. He guarded the guy he had been guarding, and left him wide open. And he made the shot to win the game.
1: And didn't Van Exel made it interesting after that? He had a three, in, and there was an and one. Unfortunately, missed the free throw. But but you maybe could have had uh, one more possession there at the end. You remember that?
3: Mm-hmm. Sure do. <laughs> I just assumed I just assumed because the guy in no way, shape, or form could have ever got a shot off against Herb If if we had got Herb pointed in the right direction, but he was just he was just so emotional uh, in a in the huddle because uh, we I mean it looked like we were going to win.
1: What'd you tell the team afterwards? That was historical run, Final Four for the University of Cincinnati what was the vibe after a tough loss
3: what are you going to say very, yeah. we're very proud of them um, they competed we had uh, every every opportunity to uh, maybe win a game you know they bring a guy in off the bench who really hadn't played much and he makes a three you know those things happen you know it's kind of like it, what you started to show off with a guy making a shot from three-quarter court
1: Mm -hmm. it
0: happens yeah when when you think about the tournament you know we we label this one a heavyweight fight but when you think about you're talking about duke indiana on the other side and and the those teams it just seems like and i've told you this before coach even when we weren't recording or, or or on the air you know, I just felt like those were that was the years I fell in love with college basketball. It was exciting games to me. The, the NBA is kind of a boring game, although it was a little bit more exciting in those days because you had Jordan and it's just a different era of basketball. But that's what watching Michigan, North Carolina at the time, Duke, Indiana, um, even Kentucky. That that's those are the teams that made me fall in love with college basketball. Um, wh- can you just talk about that era and when you got into the tournament? It was, it it was loaded. It was going to be a fight when you got down to about the elite eight, if not earlier. It
3: was, yeah, it was incredibly loaded. But you know, you have to go back during the regular season. You're playing against like we we played Indiana twice. We played we played a whole bunch of we played arizona we played all that we played cal with jason kidd we played we played everybody that we could possibly play and then you get to the tournament and there's coach knight coaching at indiana really nobody knew who mike was at that point in time mike was a young guy coaching at duke kind of helped he had Christian Leitner. I, I'm a young guy coaching at Cincinnati and Fish had been pretty much an assistant and just took over the head coaching job. So Coach Knight was the guy who had all the experience.
1: Do you think that that's maybe the most talent as far as college basketball resume that's ever been in one final four? That That's hard to beat the Fab Five plus Leitner Plus that Cincinnati team and Coach Knight. That that's ridiculous.
3: Well it is. And then look what Fish ended up doing going and winning national championships. Look what Mike's done. Mike maybe has surpassed Coach Knight when it comes to accolades and tournament wins and so forth and so on.
1: As we're here with Coach Huggs on full court press. Uh, You talk about the gauntlet that was the NCAA tournament back then. Uh, It's not on the same level, but the Big 12 right now is really tough. WVU taking on Oklahoma, taking on Kansas this week. What's your advice to Big 12 coaches just as far as as taking things one at a time? Uh, Because you're going to be facing the best game in, game out. Houston dropped two this week the way we talked about them last week. We thought they were untouchable. Just what's it take uh, to play in that kind of conference?
3: Well, think about it. I mean, I think going in, everybody thought Texas was going to be one of the teams that top two or three teams in the league to make a run at winning the league. And then they come in, they come in here, and and we really handled them.
0: You know, well, you know, you you just the league itself, and you know, we we talked about Houston last week, and we thought. How dominant they can be, but when you've got to go night in and night out, and especially going on the road in the Big Twelve, that makes a little bit of a difference. Well, Anthony,
3: let me tell you what: if you were coaching one of those teams, and you sat at the at the coaches' meeting, and you looked down the table at the our the guys that in our league mm-hmm. that are coaching, and you say, "He's in the Hall of Fame." He's in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's its its, it's great coaching coupled with great players.
1: And need the great players. Bill Self, the guy we'll see Saturday, probably the best of the best as far as attracting uh, the talent to Fog Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas, as we'll wind things down. Coach, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for calling in today.
0: Thank you guys for having me. Good hearing hear from you, Coach. Stay warm up there. For access to our social media and radio affiliate information, visit PressVirginia.com. The Full Court Press will be back after these words from our
3: sponsors.
1: You work hard. You deserve a reward. The impressive performance of the new Acura TLX Type S with a 3.0 liter V6 turbocharged engine that generates 355 horsepower. But that's not all. Reward yourself with the elegance of its sporty cabin. The new Acura TLX Type S. Acura. Precision. Crafted. Performance. Lester Rain's Acura now open in South Charleston, West Virginia. Visit LesterRain'sAcura.com today. West
4: Virginia's top high school basketball talent will come together February the 5th through the 8th on the campus of West Virginia State University as Game Changer at- Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout. The shootout has been extended to four full days this year. Come see the top boys and girls teams in the state battle it out, 32 games in all. The first games tip off at 9.30 each morning. Game Changer and Parmar Stores present the Parmar Shootout on the campus of West Virginia State University, February 5th through the 8th. For a complete list of games, visit Parmar Stores on Facebook and X. If there's not a Parmar Store near you now, there will be soon.
0: Welcome back to the Full Court Press.
1: And we're back on Full Court Press. Derek Bailey and Anthony Lewis here. Um, so last week we had absolute mayhem across college basketball. UConn was the only top five team not to get upset. Purdue lost to Nebraska. Houston lost twice. Iowa State and TCU. It, it is. It, it has the makings to be a fun march. Yeah, you know,
2: there's, there's a lot of parody, if you want to call it that, in college basketball. And I'm going to go ahead and make this statement. It's the middle of January. I think I think UConn has a legitimate shot to repeat, and we haven't seen that since Florida in 05-06 and 06-07 seasons repeat. I think UConn has a legitimate shot to repeat. But having said that, Houston, you know, this isn't the AAC that you're in now. You're not going to go 31-1 and 1 or whatever they go every year. You're going to lose some ball games because playing in Hilton Coliseum at Ames, Iowa is not an easy task. Playing at TCU is not an easy task. Those are well-coached basketball teams. I mean, Jamie Dixon, you all know what he did at Pitt. He's great. He's a great coach. Now, you can say, well, TCU never makes it out of the second round, but it's TCU. Let's be honest here. TCU is not a basketball program, but he's getting them to that point. Eventually, they'll break through you know and then Purdue lost to Nebraska everybody will be like well Nebraska stinks well Nebraska is going to be in the tournament as if it ended today the they're like 13 and 3 they've played they've beaten Michigan State they've beaten Purdue they beat Kansas State Nebraska is not a bad team there is a lot of parity and these teams are beatable i don't think there's anyone that's dominant and it just looks like it's wide open there's to me there's 15 teams that can win this tournament maybe even
1: more and that's really fun to see you like the parity in college basketball it keeps it fun uh, Zach Eady yesterday bounced back after the Nebraska loss with a 30 20 game. 30 points, 20 boards.
2: Also, too, yeah, back to, to your point, though, with the yeah. well, Eady's going to win National Player of the Year again. And Purdue, to me, I think Purdue, if they make shots, will be the best team. But, you know, I don't trust them. But the uh, the fun thing about the tournament is everybody loves the upset. Like, it was awesome last year when Fairly Dickinson beat Purdue, the 16 over the one. That's what people want to see. The first weekend of March Madness is the best weekend of the year. In my opinion, like for a sports uh, sporting event, you root for the underdogs. Like even the the whole building that's there. If, if you're not rooting for the favorite, you're rooting for the underdog. The entire building, and that's what makes the tournament so special. And this year, with some of the mid majors, you may see a lot of these upper seeds. Like well, like lower rated seeds win these games.
0: You know, I'll be curious to see how the you know the Big Twelve has been pretty dominant in the tournament or in the in the regular season. I'll be curious to see how the big 12 plays in March this year they've not really performed great but I'm cur- you know I don't know if it's your it's like the old big East used to beat them beat themselves to death and get to March and then and then Villanova would get knocked down Providence would get knocked down West Virginia would get knocked out so I'll be curious to see how they take on March, you know, and hopefully we can get some more teams into the Elite Eight Final Four. It it does seem
1: like the Big 12 has maybe been overhyped in past years. It it, it almost got to the point to where you you weren't penalized really for losing Big 12 games. It had so much hype. And then, well, I mean,
2: look at West Virginia last year. West Virginia got in at what 16 and 13 last year and lost in the first round. They they gave them the benefit of the doubt, then they got beat. But the the thing is, is, I do have a theory on the NCAA tournament too. How many times did have like going into the NCAA tournament, have you felt like, well, Kansas is gonna win the national championship? And they've won it like twice with Bill Self. It's because you get them out of you get them out of Fog Allen. It's very difficult, but you get them out of Fog Allen where they're shooting thirty eight foul shots to six, <laughs> right. and they actually call the game the right way. Then they lose. It's it's a lot different in tournament play, and that that's what makes it so much fun. And you know, I love seeing upsets. I love seeing those those lower seeded teams beat the higher seated teams. That's that's the best part of it, in my opinion. And you could see a lot of that this year. And you'll see a player too. You'll see some player catch fire and maybe even carry his team even all the way to the elite eight. That's what makes it. It's just it's 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 awesome.
1: The tournament is special and total sidebar. It'll be interesting to see how college football tries to replicate things with that 12 team playoff. It'll be totally different, um, but I I just don't know because, I mean, they're going to campuses for the first rounds. That'll be interesting.
2: And you wonder with college football, will it hurt the ratings of the regular season? Like, will it end up turning into college basketball where you don't
0: watch the regular season and you just wait and watch the playoffs? You wonder about that, too. I hate to interrupt you guys. Can we do some trivia? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Alumni Hall trivia question of the week. The phone number 304-909-7040. It's for a $25 gift certificate to Alumni Hall. Yesterday, West Virginia had a player sign mid season basketball transfer. And I'm now I'm forgetting his name already. But who was the last oh he's a football he's a football player that they added to the basketball roster. Who was the last football player to play on the basketball team? Who was the the last football player to play on a basketball roster at West Virginia? The phone number, 304-909-7040. Moving through
1: headlines, uh, the number 24-ranked WVU women's team bounced back on Saturday to knock off Central Florida 76-59. They turned over the Knights 26 times, and the Mountaineers are leading the nation in steals, 222 of them, uh, it's good to see Coach Kellogg building with defense. It it looks like that you know yesterday
2: they got the win, which is fantastic, and it looks like they're turning over every team. Even in the even in the games that they've lost, they forced a bunch of turnovers. It's just they didn't take advantage. And mm-hmm. of course, they blew a big lead there. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday night against Kansas State. They should have won that ball game. Blew a big big lead. Couldn't believe it. But you know they're they're buying in. They're doing what he's wanting to do. And if he can continue to like get some players, he's got a McDonald's All American coming in. Yeah, I just he's saw got where a that McDonald's All American coming. In. So if he can get some recruits, you, he may be able to build something here.
0: Yeah, listen, West Virginia on the women's side it is not hard to recruit to. I mean, you look at the facilities; you're playing in the Big Twelve, which is one of the better women's leagues in the in the country. You know, West Virginia has a little bit of history. Mike Carey did a great job here at West Virginia, and they were consistent NCAA team. Um, I'll be curious to see though how much of it, how they take advantage of that facility and the history. And like you said, they've got a McDonald's All American coming in. And but they're gonna they're gonna continue to to come continue to come together and, and put together some wins. Anytime you can go on the road in the Big Twelve and win, they went down to South Flo- or Central Florida, which Mike carry coaches there now, and won. So it, it, when you can win convincingly, it wasn't like it was a two or three. I think they won by ten or twelve. So you know when you can go on the road and win by those type of numbers, um, you're gonna have some success in this league. I mentioned it earlier. Derek wearing just
1: an awful maize and blue colored sweatshirt. Uh, I think this is the first time we've been together. Uh, congratulations! Uh, th- thank you, man. <laughs> i would probably be smiling till August. <laughs> what, what was the celebration like? What, what was what was the evening like? I was watching by myself,
2: so I, I watched that game by myself because. I can't handle it I was a bit nervous for you know not for but just for the team in general it was a great great game my celebration I, I couldn't sleep I, I didn't go to work the next day I was up to like two o'clock in the morning just reading Twitter my buddy actually went to it he called me from from Houston I tried to tell you, it was man. it was awesome I mean you know it's it's great I mean hopefully West Virginia can get into this game eventually and in e- e- either one of them either one of them I would love to see that for everybody for the state and for everybody I would I mean that would be just as thrilling as it was for me to watch Michigan win one I mean I would love to see West Virginia win any of them.
1: Just as thrilling, it wouldn't be more thrilling.
2: Well, I mean, it would be more thrilling because I'm from the state, and for okay. the people I know that actually went to WVU, I didn't go to WVU, but the people that went to WVU and all that stuff, it would be fantastic. I mean, and it would get them, you know, the same experience of feeling that I got for a team that I've rooted for forever. When was the
0: last time they won that thing?
2: Well, they, really, they got a share in 1997. Their last outright was 1948. So this is the first – Outright, outright in your lifetime oh yeah in 75 years i mean you know if you'd have told me in 2021 they were going to win 40 out of 43 games and win a national title i'd have probably laughed
1: you out of the room <laughs> and nothing else eventful has happened in, in the world of college football either the, i don't, did, did somebody retire was their coach that, that, that i mean you decided know, to call it quits
2: yeah there was a guy he, he had seen enough of jim harbaugh i think no <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, Saban, Saban called it quits, and then Washington's coach takes that job. I mean, that just kind of shows you where we are in college landscape. I feel sorry for the kids at Washington. I mean, they played their hearts out for that guy, make the national title game, and then two days later they lose their coach to Alabama. So I guess I kind of understand, but, man, it just sucks for those kids.
1: Yeah, that's there's just what you live in and kind of that mid- to upper-tier range and yeah. get poached from time to time as we wind things down on Full Court Press.
2: Full Court Press is produced by Michael Sussman and Anthony Lewis in partnership with HD Media and Vandalia Media. For more information about Full Court Press, visit PressVirginia.com.